Back to Big Red Birdies with Lindsey Teal and Megan Whitaker on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Big Red Birdies. Um, we had some questions come in over the break, um, but if anyone does have any questions, uh, the Honda of Lincoln hotline and Sider Hammer text line are open at 402-464-5685. Yeah, and we've, uh, well, first of all, we just have a shout out here. This is from uh, Jordan and Wilbur, and he says, am I listening to Coach Verita right now? <laughs> and then he follows up with, we miss this mentality and you at Wilbrick Laytonia. It's very clear you've had a big, big impact on the places that you've coached. Stay there long enough, they start to like you. And then some <laughs> of them, it's just, no. Uh, I had great years down there. Jordan's a good kid, so yeah. glad he's listening. Yeah. Uh, and then we have another question in here. Um, and this comes from someone who knows you and your coaching very well. Um, he says, this question is for Coach Tim. I've watched you coach at both the high school and the club level, and you've coached some great players. Congrats on being a great role model and mentor for a lot of people. My question for you is what advice would you have for parents with young kids if they show talent, drive, and desire to play at the highest level? How should a parent navigate and manage this process? Um, well, I, I think that person, if, if it's who I think it is, did a pretty good job of navigating that world. But um, there's a fine line between um, making things accessible to your kids giving them opportunities, um, allowing them to explore the things that they like, and then uh, as time goes along, um, figuring out what they need to do as far as a time management uh, strategy goes, for lack of better terms, and, and figuring out how to balance those things um, along the lines. Um, obviously, uh, there are some kids that are, are rare and are able to uh, balance a lot of things at one time. Um, the thing that I would stress to parents is it's okay to be involved in multiple activities, yet have one be the focus, mm -hmm. kind of what I alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. um, giving kids the opportunity uh, that they want. I don't think it needs to be the parent's idea. You can give them some direction. Um, and, and I, I'll speak a little bit of, of what I see with uh, other families in, in youth baseball. Mm. And you see eights and nines and tens playing 70 and 80 games. I think boys at age eight want to play baseball. I don't know mm. if they want to play 70 games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that they need to go to Texas and Orlando and, and those things at eight. Um, however, that is more for the parents and there are some benefits because you end up building some of those lifelong friendships and things like that. So I'm not saying that don't do that because I think that would be a misconception because we did it. We did do traveling yeah. and we did those things. Yeah. Um, but finding that balance for your kids and then, uh, still allowing them to be a kid and have their friends and have their friends outside of their teams as well the yeah. kids they sit in class with and 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 do other activities with um i think is really important yeah i even remember you two allowing time for that even when we were traveling and when we were on the road like i remember specifically just you saying that brought it up in my head but we'd be on the road at some tournament and we'd get back to the hotel and you just say now go be kids and <laughs> i mean we were still at that point we were still kids and there needed to be 
time for that and just bonding as girls on the same team. Yeah. Um, it it, it kind of goes back to the make sure you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. Um, the hard work and enjoying that, that Megan was talking about as well. Um, it, there, there still needs to be that sense of, of, of innocence and just going and doing something because it's kind of fun. It's not because somebody told you to go do it. It's not structured. Yeah. Um, you guys running around in Kansas City and getting in trouble by the manager because <laughs> you had 14 people in the elevator. Those kinds of things. Um, they're pretty harmless. But for you guys, it wasn't structured. You just yeah. did it. Yeah. It, it it turned out okay. So just doing simple things um, that, that, that make a kid a kid. Um, are some of the things that get lost when we structure so much stuff for our kids. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we've got one other question then for you in the text line. Um, what are the biggest differences between coaching club teams and coaching high school teams? Um, there are a lot of people in club sports that are really in it for the right reasons and want kids to develop and want kids to learn the game and want kids to to be successful past their team. Um, there are some people in a club world that are trying to win every game at any cost. Um, uh, that that'll go to tournaments where they know their team is going to go five and zero oh and and trophy hunt as mm -hmm. we term it. It's not very nice, but um, but um, th those are more rare. Um, a lot of kids uh, find coaches that are the right fit for them, going back to the other question, but finding a coach that is uh, somebody you know and trust. Mm. Um, being a high school coach, you know, I had a little bit of an advantage of, of working with a variety of kids of, of different abilities. Um, you know, so balancing that, there's some different structure that goes with that because now you're throwing in, and I know we talked about it too, but you're throwing in the academic piece. You're throwing in the the home life, what is going on at your, you know, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of different variables that way. Um, where in the club world, um, you know, that when when parents are writing checks and things like that, uh, they're they're trying to give the kids the best opportunity. Sometimes mm -hmm. that falls into the wrong hands. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, I understand uh, people in the club world are. Uh, their heart is in the right place because they want to give kids opportunities and we can't complain about yeah. that. Yeah. There's so many good people out there giving kids chances to play um, that we have to give them credit. Um, sometimes it, it gets lost a little bit in the sense of a business and how can we make money, but that's their livelihood. So I can't tell them they're wrong. Yeah. Um, that would be unfair. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes club people, uh, get a bad name, um, and they all kind of get lumped in the same. Uh, it, but it's that way with with teachers and coaches. You know, the, there's one or two bad apples, and and then all of a sudden they get labeled. Mm. Um, so there there are a lot of good people in the club world um, that want kids to be successful and things like that, and not necessarily uh, have to win everything. Because uh, and I think you would attest to this, Lindsay. When we played. Uh, say you played 30 games in a year. If you went 25 and five, then we didn't do just, you know, you, we wanted to be over 500, but yeah. we wanted to put you in competitive situations where you really had to work and do everything we could to keep a, 
an all Iowa attack team within yeah. a, a ten point game yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, but again, we were trying to make situations that were harder for you than yeah. you would have when you went back to your high school yeah. or to your other teams. I so. think a lot of it too at that age is just like you said, putting you in really tough situations, but it's also putting you in situations that you're going to learn a lot more from than if you're just going to go out and at that age, I don't really think it's about winning so much. I mean, if I can't remember back and think of the wins and the losses and whatever, but you remember one lessons that you learned two a lot of times things that you did wrong or that you needed to do better or whatever. Um, and that ultimately help you as you develop into a better athlete and player. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things. If you would ask, uh, you know, that eight year old kid who's playing baseball uh, after a tournament, um, two weeks later, hey, what was your record in that tournament? They yeah. wouldn't have any idea. Mm-hmm. No. If you ask what they did, jacking around after behind the dugout, throwing dirt at Johnny's little brother, yeah. you know, things <laughs> like that. That's what they're going to remember. Right. Running around playing hotel tag. Yeah. They're going to remember. Um, so it's that part of it um that we have to keep in in mind when we're uh when we're channeling and focusing so many things on kids plates mm. right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was both of your favorite memories from the team that that you were on Lindsay over those four years uh, that's a good question um I think in a more general sense it was just the team that we had in the team atmosphere that we had um we just had such a fun group of girls and we just all got very close and it was just a blast to be able to go out and play with them on the basketball court and have that translate to the basketball court, but then also be such good friends off the court. And then even as we went through high school on different teams, still keep in touch. And I know I really enjoyed following everybody's high school teams. And then when we'd be at the state tournament, getting to go watch each other and meet up there and um, yeah, really just continue those relationships and continue to stay in touch um, even after we were done with club basketball, um, was one of my favorite parts as a whole. But um, if I had to pick out one specific memory, I always think about our holiday practices. And you would always have us, it would be around Christmas time, and you'd always, um, this is, I guess, when we were playing winter basketball, but uh, we would always have one practice set aside before Christmas where we would come and it would just, I think we did maybe like one hour of skills or something like that. Um, but then we just have some fun Christmas games and we'd have like a white elephant or something like that. Um, eat some good food and just in the gym, which I thought was the funniest thing. <laughs> we'd just all sit on the floor in the gym and just be having snacks or cookies or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, those I think are some of my favorite memories. We'd just play Christmas music and play knockout or something, but with a Christmas twist or something nice. like that. I think those are, those are my favorites. I would, I would totally agree in the sense of, and, and, the way we were able to do that is because we had such a supportive parent group. We did. Yeah. Um, yeah. They made my job easy to coach it because they took care of anything and everything else. Um, they're like, you're coaching your high school boys and you're coaching these girls. It's like, this is a piece of cake. Mm. Um, they took care of everything and, and made that part easy. Um, but uh, one of the favorite parts for me is, um, as you alluded to is, down the road years later um and i think it was you that actually sent it to me uh, a picture when um we were i don't know playing laser tag or something mm-hmm. and nine kids in a picture as seventh graders or eighth graders 
and all night kids were playing in the state tournament that yeah. year on six different teams. <laughs> wow. And it's like, yeah. whoa. You know, it's one of those deals where it's like, that really happened. Yeah. Um, but that you guys keep in contact with each other. Um, the parents talk to each other. Yeah. And if you think back to the the kids that we have, we still have kids. Obviously, you're you're excelling in, in your field. Uh, Morgan Molly is excelling in her field at Creighton. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren Talbotheim is excelling in her field uh, yeah. of volleyball. And we had a number of other kids that went and played and, and – and some that chose not to play, but we had kids uh, that were kind of like I was when we grew up because you love to play and you love to to compete. But once you are done, you like to go have fun and be around each other. Yeah. Too many times we see groups that uh, they play the game and then they go home and they go yeah. with this. It's it's and we had nine kids that could just blend in, and you would see three over here and four over there, and and all of a sudden. There's three different ones with these four. It, it would just, it didn't matter. You had fun being around each other, um, which is is crazy. And um, another thing that, that still humors me to this day, my wife Kelly just talked about it the other day, is we would get done playing a tournament. I remember in Denver, we get done playing a tournament game in, in the afternoon and um, talking about, okay, going to go, you know, it's 3 o'clock, we're going to go eat it at five or whatever the case is. And Lindsay's like, all right, I'll meet you there. I'm going to go to the range. <laughs> and she would go and she would get, but again, uh, discipline and, and knowing what I need to do in order to be successful, she would go get her swings in and, and do what she needed to and do it and, and then be able to come back and not miss. She didn't want to miss out on anything. Yeah. Um, it would have been easy That's just to, to either A, not go because I need to play golf. But she still wanted to balance and, and do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, uh, from a golf-related standpoint, um, and I don't know if you remember, I came out to – you were playing a, a tournament at Mahoney. I do. I had that in my notes. I was going to talk <laughs> about that today. <laughs> As a – probably a sixth grader. Yeah. Maybe sixth, I wasn't sixth or seventh old. grade. And I snuck, I talked to mom and snuck out and, and watched a few holes and talked to mom. I didn't want her to see me. And I see her swing and I'm like, holy cow. Remind me never to play golf with this sixth grader ever. Um, and I took a couple of videos on my phone and sent it to a couple of golf geeks, friends of mine. And they're like, that kid's a sixth grader. But it, it just, it just held true and held form to uh what developed down the line so so those are just some of the fun things that i remember uh of you and being part of it yeah well that's amazing thank you for sharing that story i was gonna talk about that a little bit later too but that's (laughs) awesome we both remember that that was great of you uh we're gonna cut to break here quick and then we'll be back for our third segment uh this is Lindsay teal and megan whitaker with coach barida here on big red birdies at 93.7 the ticket 